0: Good morning, everybody. Did you have a nice evening? Were you able to rest? Are you ready for your workday? Do you have exciting things ahead of you? Sales to close, bosses to placate, business calls to take. I don't know what your jobs are, but, uh, you know, I figured I'd start the show with a friendly message that I hope you make a lot of money today, and then you can spend it with my sponsors. You can go to uh, sheathunderwear.com, use promo code RYM, you get 20% off, you have the most comfortable underwear anyone's ever worn in their entire life. And not just that, you can go to Yo because if you don't like your job, you got to get through your workday, Yo Kratom, home of the $6 kilo. Let's get into the news. Look, I've already got people. People have found the live show. YouTube thought they were going to cancel me. They thought they were going to send me to the deepest, darkest corners of the Internet where all you can hang out with is your fellow racists. But, nope, people are uh, tracking me down. Uh, so, yeah, let's take a quick comment from the first, first comment of the day. Let's see what Mr costner here had to say robbie what's with all the hiv testing propaganda telling grandmothers that they need to be tested i don't know are grandmother's putting a lot of dicks in their butts or putting or it would be more of a granddad issue do women even get aids i don't know all that much about aids i just haven't myself but i haven't done that much research on aids i, I like to stick to the COVID thing and i uh, on that note you know let's take that comment down we don't need that up there for the entire show and let's get into the news firstly I'd like to thank my truckers and arm honking our way to a better future, honk across America. I mean, what we've managed to accomplish here, which a bunch of truckers and it seems to me, I guess they kind of had a victory. It's hard to follow Canadian news, you know, it's hard enough following American news. But here's from Fox Canadian province begins backing off vaccine mandates amid lingering freedom convoy protests. Uh, so it seems like uh, the truckers actually got a victory. They showed up, they kept honking, they kept honking, they kept honking. Parliament's like, hey, we're trying to have a conversation over here. They kept honking, and then they finally got their way. So here is a picture of uh Justin Trudeau. He's sitting with the guy who I guess made the announcement, and you could just see that look on Trudeau's face where he's like, Man, the overlords are not gonna be happy about this. Just the gaze into the floor of like, man, I don't know how I'm going to explain this one to Fauci or the other vampires. He just got that look in his face. I almost feel bad for him because, you know, he was trying to do his part, same as these other world leaders, to keep everyone in line and force the vaccinations. And who would have thought that the truckers would rally together? Uh, So full support for me on the truckers. Now, here was the statement by the guy who made the announcement. Alberta premier Jason Kenney. I don't know how it works out there. I don't know what this guy's title is. I don't know why Trudeau doesn't get to make these announcements, why some other guy gets to come and say, truckers, I got your back. I don't know the way Canada works, but here, this is from the uh, from Fox News. Jason Kenney announced during a Tuesday evening press briefing that the province's vaccine passport program would end effective midnight and that most of the province's health rules would be over within three weeks. Sounds like a victory our approach to COVID must change as the disease changes. Wait, it's got nothing to do with the angry truckers. It's got nothing to do with all the honking. You mean if they didn't show up in protest, we would have changed this thing. I guess the disease has changed. Kenny said the restriction exemption program has served its useful purpose. It has done its job. Look at that. They, They put it in place. It worked. Isn't that great? this is what makes me really think that there's some people just invested in human misery that it's like, all right, they push back. Uh, and it's never like, Hey, it's because you guys weren't, it's uh, Oh yeah, yeah, we did it. And it worked. And so you're right. We can let it. So I guess we always need a protest. I guess we always, the only way that they can realize what is or isn't working is if people show up and protest because otherwise they're, they're not even willing to look at their own evidence. This is a guy saying that it's because the evidence that it did its job, it's got nothing to do with the protests. So at like it was, so if the protest didn't happen, you would have retracted it or do we need to actually protest so you guys will sit down and review some of the science. Oh, I actually wanted to read and then here, this was part of it. Kenny attributed his administration changed of heart to high vaccination rates, declining hospital cases, and continue drop in the spread. So maybe the truckers wasted their time. You know, maybe they didn't even need to be out there or uh we need truckers, he kind of figuring out how to deal with every single situation. Maybe this is the only way that we can enact change in the world. So here, I wanted to read this. This is from uh, the week uh, Canadian freedom. Cowboy drivers have spread their protest against COVID-19 restrictions from Ottawa to the board, us border where they partially blocked an auto industry supply chain um, lifeline connecting Windsor, Ontario with Detroit. So it seems like what finally got this change was that they blocked some bridge that like a hundred, couple hundred million dollars worth of goods, uh, crosses through every single day. And then that's when I think the world leaders were like, ah, shit, you know, this is going to be a problem. Uh, and then I realized it's really a good thing that we don't have woke truckers because when some woke person just decides to get in the highway to like protest, you can just hit him, you know, cause he's not a truck. So it's a good thing that like, we better hope that these kids who are all into like global warming and BLM that they don't get themselves some trucks because the trucks work. You can't just like smash into a truck. And now I'm trying to wonder like, what else could we put these truckers to use for? Cause this is my, this might be the greatest thing since Gandhi. This is the greatest peaceful protest probably of our lifetimes showing up with 18 wheelers. So I'm just wondering, like, because you can't just ram through them. Like, whose house can we just blockade with trucks or something? Or, like, what's Janet Yellen up to? That might be fun. Just keep clogging whatever roads or wherever Janet Yellen's trying to go. All of a sudden, our currency just has value again. Like, I, I feel like we're onto something with these trucks. We can't just let it go over here. Maybe we can fix the border problem. We just go down to the border and start uh, dropping off, uh, uh, like, shipping containers. I might have just fix the, go- the global, uh, the, the border problem right there. Dude, shipping containers, they're pretty cheap. You can just start stacking those things up, filling them up with barbed wire, put the outside barbed wire, put one on the ground. Why don't we just send truckers to the border? We can just go right across the, the thing. It could be with the cost of government, like just the way they have to spend money. Like literally we could pay truckers just to sit in their trucks against what the building cost of a border is. I have no knowledge about this whatsoever. I'm just saying this was effective. I respect what you truckers did. You got the world leaders to actually sit down and review the science and realize that they don't need these mandates, right? They weren't going to review the science. They were just going to step on us as much as they could. But then these honorable truckers finally stood up. And so we need more truckers. And here's a important cause to my life that I think these truckers should take on next. I think this is the next thing that truckers should take on. And I know it sounds a little specific, but I'm going to break it down truckers against self-referencing two-step processes. I think this is the next thing that they should take on. Uh, and so I'll give you an example. Well here, I'll just get, I'll give you the idea first and i will give you the example. Cause I had an incident with, uh, with insurance yesterday. We're going to go on a little bit of a rant about insurance. Um, but all right. What every company needs is that you just deal with one fucking person and that one person can either help you or not help you. And that's it. There's no, hey, you got to go speak to that department. Oh, there's that department. Oh, you got to call the automated system. Oh, the automated system. You got to call that guy. And then every single person you talk to tells you that there's other person that can help you out. That guy never helps you out. He tells you about the other guy. He tells you about that department that's got the paperwork for this guy. Then you got to go there. It's It's like people walked into the DMV and they're like, what doesn't work? And what really pisses people off? And then instead of having a building where you can show up to and at least make ki- eye contact with someone and let them know how frustrated you are. And at least at the DMV, they got the counter system. So like as it becomes like four o'clock, all those people, they want to go home. So suddenly the line starts moving. So you just got to like get there late enough in the day that they let you in and that like they can't waste too much of your time. But when you're on hold and you, these robots don't fucking care. All right. So here was the experience that I had because this was wild. I finally got rid of my last uh, insurance plan. Um, which, you know, on this episode, I'm not going to say the name, but I wasn't a fan of it. It was a. am uh, not even going to say the the style of insurance that it was. Why am I not going to trash it? I'm not going to, I'm not even going to explain why I'm not going to trash it. That's between me and those fucking insurance people who the last two months of coverage, I didn't pay for because they didn't do anything for me. Uh, and that's why I can't really mention them because I wouldn't stiff people just because, well, they didn't do their part. So I didn't do my part. And then, you know, you'll, you'll take a hit. I'm like everything. I have perfect credit if it wasn't for lab bills on things where they tell you it was covered. And then they're like, you owe us a couple thousand dollars. And you're like, well, can you go work that out with the insurance cup? Like I pay, like, why do I have to have some other job dealing? I don't even like paperwork as it is and paperwork where I got to pay my own fucking money. It's always, all right. Anyways, I'm probably, I might be in the wrong on that one. I got myself a new insurance thing and you can't even have a day job if you have like I don't know how you could both have a day job and then pay taxes and take care of it like it's one or the other like you either need your entire afternoon open to deal with bullshit errands or you can have a day job you can't you can't have both those things so I finally sat down I spent like two hours filling out fucking ridiculous paperwork on some government website to get yourself some insurance that I'm sitting there. I'm comparing all the options. I'm just trying to figure out what's high deductible that I can. And I, maybe you guys will get some insurance education here. I want a high deductible so I can pay the lowest possible premium. Uh, I want something I know I'm not, I'm not going to the doctor. I just want something if, uh, you know, the CIA manages to blast radiation through the dominoes window into here that I got cancer At least the insurance company will have to pay for that. That's all I'm looking for. If they had those extreme care plans, that's what I'd be purchasing. Sadly, you can't get those. So uh, you got to go to the marketplace. I got to give more money to other people for their fucking health expenses. It's the way it works. I can't solve every system. So anyways, spend... Hours looking through these plans to find some blonde, some bronze plan that also has the uh, the HSA because then you can divert your uh, your tax things. These are these are ju tricks. These are ju tricks, people. You want the high deductible, right? So that you get the lower monthly payments, and then if you end up with some extreme situation, then you know you're stuck with that deductible and it's free after that. And then you want the HSA so you can get some tax dollars into that thing. All right, so it takes me. I don't know. It feels like an afternoon. Maybe it wasn't that long. I get really frustrated by these activities. Uh, so I feel like it's an afternoon of paperwork. And then I finally get this thing solved. And then, you know, I get the thing a couple weeks later, I get an approval letter. And then oddly enough, I never hear from the insurance company. And I'm like, this is weird. Aren't I supposed to get some cards issues? And don't they want my money? Like, why would I Why would they sell me an insurance thing and then not take my money and then not provide me coverage? Like, do you just not want to have a business? Like, what would be the point of having me enroll and then never getting in touch with me? So I kept procrastinating on. And finally, I wrote down on my to-do list. All right, I'm going to go call them so that I can pay and then actually have insurance. So I call them up and you speak to lady number one. Uh, You got to give them 10 minutes of information just for them to be like, well, you can't talk to me. I got to transfer you to this other person. They transfer you to another person. The other person goes, "Uh, yeah, we can't do this on the phone. Wait, so I'm on the phone with you right now, and I'd just like to pay you. No, we're not allowed to take your money on the phone. Are you sure? Because, like, we've just uh, double validated me, right? I hate to give you my insurance information, uh, my social security number, my penis size. I mean, we're, this is intimate at this point. I've given you everything that you could possibly need about me. Uh, anyways, so she goes, you got to go onto the website. I go, all right well, what information do I need in order to log into the website? You need your uh, your your new like ID number for your policy. Okay. And do I need anything else? No, you have everything. Are you sure? I don't need a login name. Nope. You have everything you need and you're sure you can't just take my payment. Nope. I can't take your payment. Then I go to the website and guess what? If you haven't already made a payment, you're not considered a customer and you can't have an account. This is the self-referencing bullshit that I'm talking about. You got to talk to that department. You got to talk to that department. And I knew this was going to happen. I waited on hold just to get a person on the phone who I was like, I know that I'm not going to be able to go to your website because I'm not a current customer. You've enrolled me in your program. Can you just take my money? So that, but no, you got to make a payment first so then they can issue you. this. Is like being back in college trying to register for classes. And by the way, if this is the fucking process for me trying to hand them money, can you imagine when I actually need the coverage to kick in and have them pay for something? It's not going to happen. Any insurance that you're paying for, I feel like you're just lighting money on fire because the biggest scam of all of it is the co-pays. And if you don't have insurance, that copay number, that 30% is what the hospital is going to settle for you on. That's all they do. The hospitals are just protecting the insurance company's interest where they float this fucking giant bill. I know nothing about this. I'm just talking out of my ass, but let's go with it. They float this giant bill where they're like, hey, this operation is going to cost you $10,000. And it doesn't. It costs $3,000, but they make it seem like it would cost you $10,000 so it can pretend like the insurance company spent a bunch of money there. I, I don't know the the insurance companies must get like kickbacks from the, or they must kick back to the hospital that the hospital is willing to float this racket of pretending like there's mu- like everything's way more expensive than it is. And that the insurance company has done some miracle for you when it, that's probably that third, that three grand that your copay is probably what just is being spent anyways. I bet your insurance company. All right. Anyways, self-referencing self-referencing two departments. Just give me one person, one department. It's either their fault or it's not. So I go through this thing. Okay. Right. I go to the website and exactly as I had expected, I can't, I don't have an account yet on the website and I can't have an account on the website until I issue my first insurance premium, at which point I become a customer, but there's a phone number for an automatic payment processing system and they will take my payment by phone. So then. I go to that thing and it takes 10 minutes of giving them my information. I'm talking to robot after robot. These robots, they got nothing to do with their day. They'll make as much conversation with you as you'd like to have. I go through all that. I get my, it goes, you need to have your credit card, credit card there with my credit card, finally get through the whole thing. And it goes, our system is down at this time. Now I want to tell you something. It's not down at this time. It just doesn't work. They're like Every single time you ever try calling an airline, the airline's always going like, uh, oh, we're uh, there's unusually high call times. It's always high call times. That's literally the start of... Don't tell me that there are other times I could have called that you guys wouldn't be just saying that there's high call times. They always want to make it seem oh, like, we got a perfect system here. There's just a temporary... No, no, no. You just have a broken system. And now I'm trusting you guys to pay my insurance bills when you don't even have an automatic phone system to take my fucking money. Anyways, I figured out how to make a guest account on the website to hand the money so then I can find out in a month from now I got to track them down again to issue the next payment. The point is I think I'm uninsured. Uh, and so start saving your money for when I go, when I start having to turn to you guys anyways, no, no, I'm not looking for charity right now. I got, I got the support of yo Kratom. I got the support of sheath. I'm just trying to think, how can we get the truckers out there taking on more causes And here's a quick fix. Let's start going after companies like Optimum, like whoever these CEOs are. Let's barricade their private neighborhoods until they get rid of self-referencing two-step processes. No more. I want to deal with one person and it's either that person's fault or not. Are you guys with me in the chat? I feel like uh, I would love it if I opened up the door to my building and all my neighbors like, yeah, let's fucking get them. Who, Who are we going after? All right. It's a little early in the morning to work people into this much of a frenzy. Uh, let's see what else I have. Oh, president Biden made an announcement to kids that he has their back. I thought that was sweet. Uh, if you're not familiar with this story you have in Florida, uh, uh, in Florida, they wanted to make a don't say gay. Uh, not sure that that was the best, uh, title for, for this policy, but here we'll take a look at what the actual policy was. Uh, so this is from business insider the bill would restrict school districts from encouraging discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary gig levels or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally or developmentally appropriate for students. And I think this is a mistake. I think if you see a boy and he's too enthusiastic with finger painting, you, you might have a queer in your hands. You got to help guide that kid. You got to be like, hey, what, you really like that finger painting? And then you got to give him some nail polish. You got to help kids find themselves as early as possible because the, because here's the problem with uh, the way Desantis is approaching this. Here was Desantis. He said that it was entirely inappropriate for teachers to be talking about topics like sexual orientation and gender identity with students. Schools need to be teaching kids to read and to write. And I agree with you. But how are you supposed if you don't even know who you are as a person? How are you supposed to learn math, English, science, history, social sciences? Like you got to decide your gender first. That should be kindergarten, first grade, second grade is because your gender is not, it's not what you were born into. You got to figure that shit out for yourself. And so if you're not, you like, how are you supposed to learn science? If you don't even know if you're a fucking boy or girl. So you, the first two years of school, like kindergarten, and first grade, it should just be, it should be like uh, sexual foundations first. You know, let's, let's figure it out. Let's help you out here um we'll, we'll we'll have gay classes where i guess maybe kids do gay shit until they figure out if that's what they'll i'm not sure i'm not sure maybe we're going to have to have a leftist on who can better explain to us this outlook cuz uh you know i'm just i'm just trying they're canceling rogan so i'm trying to i'm trying to get ahead of this thing and have a full understanding of uh this approach cuz i didn't like learning math or science it wasn't wasn't for me so maybe the more foundational gender stuff in kindergarten uh could work better i don't know all right moving on. I was watching a little bit of Fox news and CNN the other day, and uh, I still don't quite understand what's going on with the, uh, Russia going into Ukraine. You would think if they're going to go into, Ukraine, just go in already. Like why, what, what? why, why are you guys slow playing this? Is there some sort of war foreplay that I'm not aware of? Is this some sort of like cat and like, uh, is, uh, or is, uh, Putin just having a little bit of fun with Ukraine really wants to put them on edge before he goes in there, takes the whole thing over. But I've noticed that a lot of the reports on Fox is uh, you'll have some expert on that goes, hey, I really don't think Russia is going to go into Ukraine. Uh, And then this is on CNN. But then they go, but here's what war could look like which is when I realized you're basically just watching a science fiction show at that point, once they go, here's what war could look like. They could have lasers and they could go in there and they could start cutting people's dicks off and they could have super soldiers and they could have flamethrowers and they could like, you might as well find a fourth grader and go, Hey, what could this look like? It's a fucking science fiction report. And then it's amazing how much footage they put up against that of like tanks inside of a, trailers and people training on the border and boats in the ocean. You're watching the trailer for a science fiction. movie. Like, I don't know enough about whether or not we're going to war. It, it's not clear to me. I don't understand what's going on here that Biden's all like, yeah, they're going to do it tomorrow. And Putin's all like, I really don't want to go in there. I mean, it seems pretty simple. He just doesn't want uh NATO there. And uh, Biden seems to really be bullying him, which is a nice, I thought we're against bullying. Biden seems to be the very old senile bully here, which, uh, and I'm going to speak out against that. Not enough other people are speaking out against how Biden is bullying Putin into trying to get him to invade. I think maybe, I don't know. Moving on, next topic. Uh, here's the latest in COVID news, and this is more evidence that there seems to be something out there that just gets off on human misery. Uh, so this is COVID 19 cases, hospitalizations still too high. For changes to mask guidance, CDC director says this is from Fauci Jr. making statements on the latest coronavirus news and how our kids should be uh, handling this situation in school. I uh, and firstly, how do you think you might have handled it as a kid if you had to? I would have. I probably would like. I just don't. I wouldn't have done it. I really don't think I would have done it. Like I was a. I mean, I didn't like cause that much trouble in school because I was just really good at staring out the window taking long bathroom breaks, like cheating off other kids, especially like I'm I'm like thinking like like kids' school, like sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Prior to that, I don't really I wasn't like a bad kid. I just kind of stared out the window. And I always knew that you're like, you know, you don't want to like I always kind of learned from a young age. It's not worth pissing off the teacher because that was a tougher life. Like you, you wanted to kind of create mischief outside of the classroom in a way that did not turn the teacher against you because at the end of the year you need grades and you need parents that aren't mad at you. So I was kind of good at like being mischievous in my own way. I wasn't much of like a class clown per se. Um, anyways, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh yeah. I'm wondering if I would have, as a kid dealt with them, I would have been, I, I, I would have been cutting holes in it. I just don't see myself having done it, but who knows, you know, your parents forced you to go to school sometimes they're government schools. You don't have much of a choice in this. You're a kid. Uh, And that's the worst part about it is like me as an adult, I can make a decision not to work in offices that would require it. Or I can protest every time I show up somewhere. But can you imagine being a kid and like, you're literally just forced into it. Like you're just forced to show up to a place. You don't necessarily want to be there. You're not, there's no choice whether or not you got to be there and you're going to have to wear a mask throughout the day. I mean, I feel bad for these kids, but, uh, you know, who doesn't, uh, our demon overlords who get off on human misery and because the kids can't speak out for themselves and they can't make their own decisions, they can be forced to be in an environment where they have to wear masks. And so let's read a little bit from, uh, Wala Kinski, Wala Walla Wala to Wala, Ding Dong. Uh, right now we still have about 290,000 cases every single day and our hospitalization rates now are higher and they even were at the peak of our delta surge Walensky said so in this moment while we're looking ahead and planning ahead and we'll continue to evaluate and follow the science our recommendations are consistent with encouraging students to wear well fitting masks now i want to be clear to the youtube algorithm here which i think technically speaking you're not even allowed to ask questions but i am confused and so i will ask two questions i'm just curious first I thought the new evidence was that there was low transmission in schools. Did I go back to validate this? No, because we're doing a daily show. No, I don't have time for that kind of research. We're going with headlines and screaming. That is the new format of the Run Your Mouth podcast. We scream louder to overcompensate for the fact that we're doing less research. That is the formula, and I'm going to let you guys know blatantly that's what we're doing. Uh, But from what I recall, there was low evidence of transmission in schools. There wasn't a ton of evidence that like kids, I mean, kids aren't getting very sick that I know for sure. But then I also thought we had discovered that schools were not a place where there was like a lot of COVID being spread. Uh, I think, all right, you know what, maybe for the next episode, I'll actually go back and validate that. And then I thought there was also signs that the masks don't really work. Uh, so I'd be curious to know, cause you're, you have a commitment, this Walensky fellow, feller, feller, she's a gal, so we can't call her that offensive, except that there's no genders anymore. So we'll call her a feller. Uh, while we're looking ahead and planning ahead, and we'll continue to evaluate and follow the science. Um, so I'm curious to know, are, are, are kids heavily at risk? Are they spreading a lot of COVID? And do the mass actually make a difference? I think that those would be uh, three scientific questions that we could probably say to evaluate this. And on that note, so uh, this is from that Fox News article above where the prime minister, not the prime minister, some random fucking Canada who got to make decisions uh, regarding the truckers. So Kenny also relented regarding the restrictions on children in the province, announcing that mandatory mass rules will be canceled for children under 12 in all settings and for all children in schools. Given the very low threat that COVID-19 poses to the health of children, it is no longer justifiable after two long years to continue to disrupt and restrict the normal lives of kids. So they, they have different science in Canada is there a different science in Canada than there is in America and then all these schools that are now retracting the mask mandates and going against the CDC which I would think that I mean that's reckless behavior are going to be a school principal go against the guidance of the CDC so are they working on different science or are we making decisions about our kids that we don't need to follow the CDC and then what other CDC guidance can we ignore I feel like this is this is getting a little bit confusing here I mean if we're supposed to have top down orders CDC gives guidance on your health and kids are important, you'd think you'd have to follow the CDC guidance. So what guidance are these people following instead? Is there different science? We got different science floating around here? Because I thought science was supposed to come from one singular Fauci and trickle down to the rest of us as one gospel order that it's not supposed to be this confusing. All right, here's more from Walachinsky. Some governors and public health experts have called for the white house to release guidance on what COVID-19 metrics could help determine the appropriate time to lift measures and transitions out of the pandemic phase and into an endemic phase. So you would think when it comes to science, you know, things would be a little bit more like yes and no, here's the information, here's the specific number. Like you'd think that you could actually point to some specifics, but if it, 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 when you're in the land of bullshit, you never want to have to answer specific questions. Uh, So here was what she said: There is no specific number of cases that Walensky considers as a benchmark for changing guidance. So, what science is she working with here? So, if there's a what 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 point can you get to where kids like are are, less than zero? If there's less than zero cases in the country, then kids don't have to wear masks anymore. I mean, it would be a fair question. You're making kids wear masks in schools. What would have to happen? What research would have to come out that masks don't work that you would go, hey, there's no reason to wear the mat? Like if it's science, then you would be based off of some sort of research or information. So like what would be that information? All right, let's continue. I don't necessarily look at a magic number. What I do think is a really important barometer is how our hospitals are doing. Walensky said, our hospitals able to, you know, take care of the car accidents, the heart attacks, the strokes that routinely walk in the door because they are not at capacity taking care of patients with COVID-19. And right now across the country, our hospitals are still in crunch mode. She said they still have real challenges with capacity. So is this even true? Is this even true And the areas that you're telling kids that they need to wear masks or the hospitals being overrun? I mean, what happened to like the slowing the curve thing from a million years ago? Or hospitals, like they've been saying hospitals are going to be overrun for what, two and a half years now? Has there been incidents of hospitals being overrun? And if it's two years later and we've got all this problem with, why are not we building more fucking hospitals? Or why aren't we figuring out how to have more hospital beds? Why is just keeping kids in school miserable with masks on a better solution? And then to the masks, that kids are wearing in schools even have any impact whatsoever on the amount of hospitalizations? It's a two-part question. One, are hospitals even at risk of being overrun? And two, do you have evidence that a kid wearing a mask is somehow preventing the hospitalizations? It seems to me like these things are unrelated, and this Wakka just really likes having miserable kids. Why does she like having miserable kids? I don't know. I don't know why they get off on this shit. I don't understand it. In other news, Nancy Pelosi has made moves to ban stock trading by members of Congress. Uh, she figures she already made her money, and uh, husband's making most of the trades anyway. So you know she's realizing that she doesn't want people looking all that into this. It's starting to make headlines about how her overlords are engaged in insider trading. They kind of know what's going to happen. They know the regulations are going to pass. They know where where the money's going to be made. And she doesn't want people looking into how she's made all that money, how she can afford all the baby blood. She doesn't want people doing a look back. And so she's starting to change her mind. And pretty soon she's going to flip and it's going to be, oh yeah, no one should be doing that. And there's safer ways to get it done. And the way I did, I don't know, but it, it's, uh, all right, here's another case study of a politician. Seems like he was making some money. So we had this dude head advisor at the white house for science stuff lander. And apparently, guy owned a whole lot of Pfizer stock, managed to sell it at the absolute peak. Couple, uh, I think 30, 60 days into him being in office. And then that's not the only thing that's come out about this guy. So, at first, all we know is that this man has been fired. Why has he been fired? Because he yelled at subordinates. Can you believe it? A boss that yells at subordinates. You can't be having that. Not not during an emergency. When you got an emergency on your hand you can't have a boss that's yelling at people. That's not the way to handle things in an emergency. All right. And then the other thing is apparently a tie to Epstein. This is from a New York post article. Uh, and the quote was, uh, the sum total of my interactions was that I met Epstein twice briefly at two events. And, you know, we shared a couple of kids, so he barely knew the guy that, you know, it was like uh, just a casual little, uh, little get together. Um, that's not, that's not actual news. Just in case, uh, you can't follow when I am and I'm not joking. Uh, that is our episode. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves sponsored by yo Kratom home, of the $60 kilo, get yourself some kilos and uh sheath underwear. The only underwear that separates your balls from your Dick keeps everything in place. Cool, calm, and comfortable. I'm going skiing pretty soon. When I go up to, uh, I got a gig going to be announcing soon, not announcing yet. Got a gig. I will be announcing very, very soon. And I'm going to be going skiing for two days and I'm excited for those, uh, sheath long johns, which are comfortable as all hell, moisture wicking. It's going to be a good time. All right, let's take a couple comments and then, uh, we can call it an episode. Let's start with, uh, Jacob Lindsay man's got my back. Childerberg, Can you send me a link? I know you guys are uh, selling out the campsites and I still need to call up the, uh, timeline earth people to plan out our ceremony, which I'd like to get a giant bat with Fauci face on it and send it on fire. I think that's going to be the, uh, the ceremony to try and rid the world of, uh, the demons our overlord demons. Sarah Stern, giving me a thumbs up. I'll take it. Josh Corza. I don't believe anything these fuckers say, uh, you got my back on that one. And then we've got John James price who wants us to honk for truckers. I feel like that's a good way to close out the episode. <laughs> that's it. Have a great work day, make some money and then send it to me pretty soon. I don't know. We'll get a Venmo, something up there. So that's my blessing to all of you going to work today, make a shit ton of money. If you're not ta- making a shit ton of money, just tell your boss to go fuck himself. Maybe today's the day where you go, you know what, this is work and it doesn't even pay that well. So you can go fuck yourself, but don't do that. If you've got like obligations or, you know, that you'll just end up with the drug habit, but, but if you feel like telling your boss to go fuck himself, will lead you to make better decisions in your life and make more money, but only do it in person. It's not cool to get on a zoom call to go tell your boss to go fuck himself. It's only cool if you can actually do it in the office and you don't need like his recommendation for the next job. Cause you don't want to tell your boss to go fuck himself and then have to call him up and be like, uh, Hey, uh, you still mind writing me a recommendation? Cause I'm going to have to work for a different boss. Uh, so, you know, if you could just like write me one of those recommendations, and leave out the I told you to go fuck yourself. Or maybe that could be proof of the fact that I take the initiative. All right. We're we're heading into nonsense territory. I gotta go eat some breakfast, have some more coffee, maybe even take a second or third. Maybe it's a fourth shit of the day. Who's who out there counts their shits? We're done.